0: Communities at home but away from their original ancestral home, you might say, often face a tension. If they share a minority religion, a language, or a style of dress, do they hold together and turn inward to preserve their original culture and heritage? Or do they embrace their new home in every way and possibly lose or dilute the identity of their community, even if the home is not so new? This tension becomes more pointed when the issue is safety and protection. Is a minority community safer when it keeps a low profile, does not engage in local politics, minds its own business, you might say, keeps to itself? Or does the protection come from assimilation and mixing with the surrounding cultures, making oneself known and visible to groups who might not understand the cultural roots of that community? Surely this is not a black and white issue for any community, but Sunday's shooting in Oak Creek, Wisconsin, raised some of these issues for Sikhs in the United States. And we wanted to get a sense of the conversation going on among Sikhs this week. Livleen Singh is the founder of the Sikh Youth Federation of North America. He runs a camp for Sikh children. Kavitoj Singh is his son and a student at the New York Institute of Technology. Livleen is here in the studio. Welcome. Thank you. And uh, your son, Kavitoj, online. Are you there? Yes, I am. So welcome to both of you. Give me a sense, first of all, of this tension in your own community. Is it a we should mind our own business uh, that's the way to protect and keep our cultural heritage intact or when something like this happens is there maybe a thought that uh, perhaps assimilation mixing in the united states being a part of the melting pot is a is a better idea or uh, just tell me how you think about these issues uh, lulene
1: sure um i think what happened is when the first generation came over they were born and bred in india they came over as professionals as workers their tendency was to um, not necessarily assimilate. They weren't familiar with the surrounding environment. Us being second generation, my son, third generation, we're more inclined to look for assimilation because we've grown up in an environment where we came through the school systems here, right, where we, our friends are, um, you know, here, So we are looking to assimilate, and especially after 9-11, we started focusing on uh, assimilation much more because we felt it was necessary for people to understand that we are not Muslims.
0: Uh, uh, Kavitoj, your dad is speaking there. I'm wondering how this conversation goes in your household. Do you guys see eye to eye on virtually everything regarding assimilation, or do you maybe want to push it a little farther even than your father?
2: be honest it's pretty it's pretty much eye to eye i mean we're we're kind of looking to just raise public awareness about our religion and you know have people understand you know you just have to kind of get get to know your neighbors get to know the people that you're living with so that you know we can all just live in peace and harmony with each other
0: uh, cavitoge do you uh have the same sort of dress code as your father do you uh con- conceal the hair on your head
2: uh yes i do and, I wear
0: a turban. Uh, you wear a turban. And do you have friends who have made other decisions, have thought about this, have maybe uh, wondered since 9-11 even, that uh, maybe it puts them at risk or it's just a hassle they don't want to bother with?
2: Um, I I know of a few people that have. But for the most part, I mean, for the most part, our community is pretty strong. And we uh, we're going to stick to our guns in this matter. And, you know, we believe that, you know, we believe in keeping, uh, keeping our hair and keeping our turban. And we don't think that, you know, these incidents are going to really change our mind at all.
0: Livleen, uh, you have hearing your son there. Perhaps not the best choice of words, stick to your guns <laughs> yes. in the wake of uh, this. And I know he didn't mean it intentionally. Sure. Um, have you always seen eye to eye? Give me an idea of what the conversation is around the breakfast table or the dinner table regarding what happened in Wisconsin.
1: Well, I mean, I think for the most part we do see eye to eye. We've raised our children with this thought process in mind, uh, similar to the way we were raised. And it's because we look to take the best of both worlds. So, for example, we will absorb what is good in this culture. We absorb what is good from the Sikh Indian culture. Um, And so for the most part, it is eye to eye. We have raised our children in that way to understand the benefits. And if you think about it, I came to this country when I was six years old when there was, when there were very few Sikhs around. Mm-hmm. And for us to grow up in that type of environment, there must be something that kept me tied to the religion, right? And the fact is that the religion is such a beautiful religion, and it relates so well to the modern-day concepts of equality of men and women, humanitarian equality, um, helping others, servicing for others, And so those basic concepts are the concepts you would want to teach to – any parent would want to teach to their child in general.
0: Here's a tough question, Livleen Singh. He's the founder of the Sikh Youth Federation of North America. He runs a camp for Sikh children. We're talking about this question of assimilation or retaining sort of cultural heritage in the wake of a shooting like uh, we had in Oak Creek, Wisconsin. How do you deliver the message to a young kid that, you know, make sure people understand who you are – versus make sure people understand that you're not Muslim, and if you hate the Muslims, they're just around the street there. I I can give you the address. You know what I'm talking about? Sure,
1: absolutely. Well, you know, one of the fundamental concepts of our religion is that we accept other faiths, Um, and that is a very key aspect of whatever we teach because the reality is we're not going to teach our children that, hey, those guys are right around the corner. And what we want people to understand is an act by an individual, right?, um, does not necessarily portray an entire community, so for example, in nineteen uh, sorry at nine eleven you know every Islamic person was considered bad right um, now, if we turn the tables and if we think about this from another perspective um we have. The bombing in Omaha. The um, we have then what happened with the Batman. So and we have what happened in Aurora, Colorado. In in Colorado, and then we have what happened on Sunday. So what is what are other people supposed to think when they see a Caucasian, right? It's we don't necessarily have that sort of concept that if one person has done something wrong, the entire Hmm.
0: community is bad. Let's see how that message has gotten through to your son in the minute and a half before we go. Kavitoj Singh, um, Mm -hmm. do you ever feel Resentment, either to Caucasian Americans who don't know their Muslims from their six, or to Muslims who have made it difficult in some context for you to be here in this country. Any bitterness about that?
2: I wouldn't really say bitterness or resentment. I would say more, more like a pure motivation to educate others about our religion and about the fact that, as my dad was saying, you know, you can't. You can't judge an entire community based on one individual's actions or a small group.
0: Well, you can if you're mad.
2: Yeah, you know, but that's, that's where a certain level of maturity and wisdom comes in. And then you have to really look at it from all angles and think, am I acting impulsively or am I acting, you know, with proper knowledge, with proper justification?
0: Kavitoj, uh, what's your message to the young people in that community in uh, Oak Creek as they try to uh, work through their grief and think about the uh, relations with the rest of the people in their community before we go?
2: Um, I would, you know, our heartfelt prayers go go out to them, you know, and um, and I just want to let them know they're they're in our thoughts, they're in our prayers, and we'll be supporting them the whole way, and I encourage them to To get out and to, you know, raise more public awareness and to, you know, let people know about this tragedy so it can never happen again.
0: Lipleen's saying, for young people in the United States who find themselves conspicuous in some way, maybe from their uh, cultural heritage or their their background at home, being from a, a community that might be different from some of their schoolmates, how much of a headwind do you get from young people, say, in second and third grade? Um, uh, when they ask questions like, why do we do this? Why are we like this? Kids don't like to necessarily be different.
1: Sure, sure. Um, And they do ask uh, these questions. You know, my daughter is uh, going into sixth grade, so we just went through that process. But it's, again, that belief system, what you're explaining to them, that these beliefs that we have are generic, they're humanitarian, um, Our physical discipline, it goes together with our mental discipline and they become one and the same
0: what was the process like you talked about with your sixth uh, grade daughter
1: um it's just a matter of it's it's not a process that happens one day it is something that happens every day every you know time you're communicating what's the message you're giving to your child it's not you know something you sort of sit down and have a conversation with it could happen as a passing conversation it could happen you know just in terms of whenever you're instructing them about a a concept or something. But um, it's something that you do um, every day, every second of your life as a parent because you're trying to inculcate into into their minds the value systems of the religion as well as of you know, the, like I said, the physical and mental discipline.
0: Well, kids love to test. I can't tell you how many times I've driven to church with my oldest daughters and had them the entire way say, look, I don't believe in God. I don't believe in God. I'll go and I'll stand there and I'll sing the hymns, but I don't believe in God, period. The end. Uh, Kabatosh sing. do you test your dad's uh, approach uh, to uh, religion?
2: I don't. I actually endorse it and encourage it because uh, I'm, me and my dad really see eye to eye on that issue, and actually our whole family does.
0: Uh, did you and always? Was there an age when you were maybe a little more questioning?
2: Not really, actually. My faith was always very strong, and uh, and that's a credit to how my parents raised me.
0: Now I'm suspecting he's your oldest? Yes. So the <laughs> there we go. Is it different for uh, people in the different birth order?
1: Um, I don't think so. You know, it's again, it's that consistent environment that you provide. It's not something you do one day and then forget about it till some incident comes up. It's something that is a continuous part of your environment.
0: Finally, Levine, at camp, has there been any discussion or will there be any discussion uh, of uh, what happened in Wisconsin?
1: Absolutely. It is uh, very critical and we are going to be discussing it and we will make a point of it. In fact, Um, We do T-shirts for the campers um, every year and for the staff members, and we um, put something on the staff T-shirt saying that the Oak Creek victims will always be remembered. Um, So it is something that we're going to um, talk about. It's something we're going to address in terms of how um, they should be responding when they go back to school in August and September, and we'll help them with those.
0: Founder of Camp Charta Kala, a Sikh youth uh, camp. Uh, he's the founder of the Sikh Youth Federation of North America, Livleen Singh, and his oldest son, Kaveh Singh, who's a student at New York Institute of Technology. Thanks to both of you.
1: Thank you.
2: Thank you very much.